podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, 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 my sexual pleasure seekers. (laughs) How's everybody doing? I'm doing so good. I have been listening to the new Lana Del Rey album. And if you haven't listened to it, you should totally listen to it. Whether or not you're familiar with her work or even like that genre of music, one of the things I really appreciate about Lana is her just unapologetic, like, sexuality. I think this is such a good thing for us as women to see is, you know, women out in the world, owning their body, owning their sexual empowerment, being fully in themselves without dimming their light and what that can look like. It just goes to show what's possible for you in all these different ways that we can truly just own who we are, our gifts, our sensuality, our sexuality, our crassness about sex, wanting it, you know, swearing about it, not being sorry for it. Anyway, it's been on my mind and I love music and I love, you know, music that just really lights my body up, you know, which actually gives me a really good idea because I have a lot of people that ask like, what do you listen to, to get in the mood or to connect with that? Maybe I should create a playlist for you guys that you guys can download. Would you like that? Anyway, a lot of things in the work, like I said in the last episode, make sure that you get on my mailing list because I have a fabulous free training coming up. So you can email me directly, Coaching at gmail.com, or you can sign up on my new website. Maybe when you guys hear this, it might even be up. That would be so fun. And that's daniellesavory.com. And also, please, you guys take the moment if you've been loving this podcast, you know, just hop on there and write and rate a review. It helps me get even better, fabulous guests on here. We've had some fun ones this year already with Claire and Cara. And I am in the works of getting some more amazing guests to, you know, talk about their experience with sex, talk about their expertise behind it, how they're able to maximize their pleasure. So today, what I want to talk about is really, you know, so many people that I talk to, whether it's just people, you know, reaching out to me through the podcast or, you know, other of my clients or just out socially, is they're like, but how, right? Like they want a play by play, like that's all great. This is all great in theory, but like really, Like, do you just have some, you know, tips and tricks of like how to have better sex, how to have a better orgasm and wanting this manual and who doesn't, right? I mean, let's be real. Like if we could just have a manual, like how to make a million dollars and then you go and do it, how to have amazing sex. And then you just go and you can just recreate and then you can do it. But you guys... The difference is we are not like an Ikea manual where it's just a couple simple steps. And also Ikea is usually not that simple. They make it look simple, but there's always some problem anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Once you decide that you want a better sex life, of course, you want to know right away, like, how can that be? How can I get myself up? How can I have multiple orgasms or just an orgasm? How can I have, you know, all this like toe curling, mind blowing, amazing sex? And believe me, if I could give you a manual, I would. And there is a lot of these so-called manuals out there, by the way, a lot of books or articles. I mean, isn't that basically what Cosmo has been trying to do for the last 20 years, right? Is to give us a manual. It's like reverse cowgirl or little finger play or try some chocolate covered strawberries or sexually lingerie, right? That's for sure going to work. And anyway, all of these things could work. All the things they put in the manuals could work. And oftentimes they do work, but it's not the answer. And you're going to get super frustrated if you try and abide by a manual. And let's talk about why, right? So now as women, there are many variations of like even what we look like, what our vulvas look like. Like that's obvious, right? The labias themselves are going to vary greatly. But even more importantly than that is how we're wired, right? And each one of us is wired very differently in our clitoris, in our vulva, in our vagina for pleasure. Like there's 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris. And remember the clitoris runs from like that nub, that part that we see at the top of the vaginal opening all the way through the lips, but how these nerve endings cluster, how they deliver pleasure to our brain can vary greatly. Some women have much more sensitivity right towards like the head of the clit and some might be more near towards the vaginal opening. Some women have a lot of nerve endings towards the anus and, you know, the, the perineum area. This is why anal play is going to feel really good. And other women don't at all. So when you read something or you hear something from one of your friends about a technique or something that felt really good for them, it may not feel as good for you or good at all. And this can be part of it. It can be part of the reason is because you are wired differently. Your pleasure system looks differently underneath the hood, let's say. Because we're all uniquely wired, it's crucial that you do your own exploration and discovery so you can find your own hot spots. You can find your own ons, your own turn-ons. Now, the other reason that we feel pleasure and really the main reason, in my opinion, is how we are wired in our brains. Even if you do have all of these, you know, nerve endings and clustered of like these pleasure hot spots, what's going on in your brain is still going to affect your ability to tap into these areas. But the good news is, is that the wiring in our brains is totally malleable, <laughs> like meaning that you can actually change it with intention and practice. And that is my aim for this podcast. And that's what I do with my clients on a daily basis. We're working on the wiring of the brain. We're working on changing it and creating a, you know, a structure an actual structure in your brain that's more conducive to pleasure. You already are wired in between your legs, in your vagina for extreme pleasure. But if you don't have the, the wiring that helps like 
you know, bring this pleasure forth that isn't conducive to pleasure in your brain, you're not going to be able to tap into that pleasure. So by taking a look at your thoughts, at your overall mindset, as it relates to motivation, to pleasure in general, to stress and so on and so on, right? You're able to increase your ability to feel more pleasure. And then you are able to have better sex. I talk about length in the lap last episode, just the way that you can truly tap into your pleasure potential is to have as many systems as possible prime for pleasure, right? Your mental, your physical state, your comfort level, your environment, how you're feeling about your partner, towards your partner, in your relationship, safety, all of these things we want to take a look at to maximize your experience of pleasure. But again, what does this have to do with the manual? <laughs> Getting back to the point of this particular episode, right? What does this have to do with the manual and why does a manual not work? So let's say you're able to experience a mind-blowing orgasm, right? This happened to one of my clients recently. She was working on having sex with her partner and having more pleasure during sex without the use of the vibrator. Now, just as a caveat, if you're hearing this and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, should I not be using a vibrator? Is that bad? This is a vibrator. This is irrelevant. This is what we're working on because I think the question for you is always, how can I maximize my pleasure potential? And for this particular client, a vibrator was becoming something that was more of a dependence on, right? So if maybe you're dependent on a vibrator, you might want to take a look at working without one because a vibrator, if we're overusing it or if we're, you know, really dependent on it, then it can hinder your experience of pleasure. It can kind of stop your pleasure from being able to grow exponentially, right? So there's nothing wrong with using them. I love my vibrator, but it can create a dependence and it can thwart your progress as far as pleasure is concerned. So anyway, back to my client. (laughs) We've been working on the use of no vibrator and having amazing and pleasurable sex with her husband. And she was away on this weekend with her husband and she had the most epic sex, you know, session. And then she came home and she wanted to recreate it, like all the same moves, the same techniques, um, you know, exactly what they did. And it didn't work. And she was really frustrated. So we were talking about it in our next session. And what we were able to realize through a coaching and unpacking this was even though the mechanics were the same, there are so many other things that were not. Like the attraction and the desire that she felt for her husband while on vacation was elevated. Like It was there for sure, even when she came home, right? But when she was on vacation, she was seeing her husband without his shirt on and just seeing him like without the distractions of her children around. And it just primed her body and her mind for like desire and for pleasure and for wanting him. She was also more relaxed. Again, they were on vacation, right? She was more relaxed in her body and she was able just to kind of step away from the to-dos and the tasks and the worries that comes with building her business on the day-to-day up front at home, right? And she was also without her kids. So she wasn't worried about one of them hearing them having sex or one of them interrupting their sex session. And all of these played a factor in why even though she recreated this, it didn't work. 
But you know the main thing that changed for her and why a manual doesn't typically work? It's because you're relying on the manual to create pleasure for you. Hear me on this. I'm going to slow down. You're relying on the mechanics, on the manual, on the play-by-play to create your pleasure. Like following a map, she was so focused on doing the steps in her head that she lost the curiosity and that full body embodiment that came the first time that brought about that amazing like multi-orgasmic state. So this happens all the time. Like once we've found something that's worked, the mind is automatically going to be more concerned about recreating that same thing. Like think about a mouse navigating for a maze for cheese, right? Like once the mouse found the path through a maze to find cheese, then there's a reward at the end. They're going to, you know, use their brain to find that route again because there is an ultimate reward that they're going after. But the body, as it relates to pleasure and sexual pleasure, is more mental than mechanical. So just like my client, like perhaps you're doing some of the same actions or you're rubbing or you're moving in the same way. But the reason that it's not creating the same result is because your pleasure has less to do with your physiology, your mechanical responses, and more to do with your entire mental and emotional state. All of the distractions or the state that your mind is in, but then to top it off, Now you have this narrative that this should be working, this worked before, it's supposed to work. Why isn't this working? Think about it, right? If you're starting to do the same thing and then you notice it just doesn't feel as good as it did before, you're going to start getting confused. Like this is supposed to work. This should be working. You're going to get kind of pissed off and peeved. And you getting frustrated and you just maybe trying to go at it harder or different. It's like, ah, this worked last time. What's going on? Why isn't this working? Can you feel that energy in your body? Can you feel yourself getting worked up and tense and ah, right? And this isn't really conducive to pleasure. This is actually going to squash pleasure. Your frustration, you're wondering why it's not working. You being fixated on this technique working because it worked for you before and it not working now is the exact thing that is going to block you and hinder you from feeling pleasure. So what does feel pleasurable? You know what? Curiosity, responsiveness, presence. When you're fixated and getting there and how you're going to do that, none of these things come into play. And I know it can get a little trickier when a technique has worked, right? You're like, but this worked before. But the key here is have a loose plan. Know the mechanics. Like I'm not saying don't know. I've said this before. You've got to know your body. You've got to know what works and what doesn't work. Like you got to know the mechanics, but you still have to allow yourself to fall into flow with what is actually going on for you in that moment. Watch your mind. Watch if it's being a spectator to the sport of the sex you're having and if it's getting frustrated. 
if it's expecting something to work and then it's getting more worked up because it's not. And if you do notice this, just pause, take a deep breath and get back into your body and what is actually happening with it, not what you think should be happening. Okay, so this also just happened with another client of mine who was allowing herself to receive oral sex from her partner. And the first time they were doing this, it was amazing. And she had so much pleasure with the experience. And then she tried it again and it wasn't. Not only was it just like blah, it like was not good at all. And the reason what you did before worked was because of the place you were in. She was in a fun, like, let's just play with this. Let's have fun. Let's see what's there. Mental state. She was relaxed. She was discovering. She was falling to say, like sensations and just letting pleasure lead her. There was no expectation that this was even going to lead to anything. And it was definitely not going to lead to orgasm. She was just enjoying the moment. She was enjoying being with her partner and playing around with this kind of a sexual act, right? The second time, because it felt so good and it was so amazing and they were able to have this quote unquote success with it, then her brain was fixated on that, making it successful rather than just opening and being playful and curious. So chasing after your pleasure and specifically chasing after pleasure that you simply thought you could recreate is always going to block you from being able to just show up for what is. Does this mean you should never have a manual play-by-play? Absolutely not. I don't think this, right? I think it's super helpful to know what feels good for you and what has felt good for you before. That's giving you insight to your own anatomy and your own nerves. But there is this sense of unattachment with the whole ordeal that we're trying to work with, right? Think of it this way. Let's say that you learned how to sell something, right? And you had a process and it worked really, really well. But then you tried to sell something to someone that was totally different. And they were giving you completely different responses and objections, And you just followed the script. You kept just trying to sell them based on what you had learned and how to sell this other person. And then you get frustrated that it's not working. Like, why are you not listening to me? You should be buying this thing that I'm selling you, right? And you're not going to make the sell. But if you really understand selling, if you have a general map of how you might sell, then you can trust the process and you can fall in step with the person you're speaking to rather than having these mechanical responses, right? Same goes with your body. And the thing that I keep thinking about is like, if you've ever been on the phone with like a cable company and they just have these mechanical responses that like, if you have an objection that they immediately respond to rather than somebody who's just like, yeah, I totally hear you. But what about this? And asking you questions and they're like following you and in a relationship with you as they're trying to like upscale your cable, right? There's a difference between somebody who's brand new and is so unfamiliar with how to handle the selling process that they just botch the whole thing. 
So when it comes to your sexual pleasure, you really want to be a human on the other side of this. Yes, there is a process, but when you begin to trust the process, when you begin to trust your body, when you begin to trust yourself, you know the areas, but you're not attached to them. It's not just this mechanical thing that you're doing. You're going to be able to fall more in step, more in love with the process and be able to you know, continue just to follow pleasure. You can still bring that curiosity and that joy and that playfulness, you know, into the mix. So if you're just going through this actions from this place that's demanding and expecting like this is supposed to work at work before, you're really not allowing pleasure to come in. Let what you've learned about your own unique body be a guide, but not like the strict must do, have to do, or even expecting it to create the same result in the past. Because a manual like this, when it's approached in a mechanical way, is never going to work. Because it has less to do with the actions and what you're doing with your vulva, with your clit, with your vagina, and more to do with your overall state of being how you're approaching it, how you're feeling and getting frustrated that something isn't working will always stop your pleasure in its tracks. Instead, just let it be a gentle guide and then see, be responsive. Like, ah, this feels nice. More of this. So (laughs) I totally get it. Like things would be so much easier if we just had a manual and it would work every time. But even once you have a lay of the land, that this general map of your own vulva and your body and all of its pleasure buttons, we just think we could recreate it to have this mind-blowing experience. But the pleasure is a mental experience, not a mechanical one. So you have to pay attention to what your mind is doing throughout and how are you approaching pleasure in general, even when things don't work how you think they should. Okay, everybody, that's it for today. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to share this with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of why a manual doesn't work. Again, it's a light touch on understanding your body, but not being fixated on trying to recreate the exact same actions and situations and expect to have the exact same results. Have a wonderful day. Get out there, get yourself some pleasure, and I will talk with you soon.